Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome to the Zadzooks Happy Hour, a podcast providing commentary on the latest in film, TV, games, and comics. My name is Todd Stoll, and I'm joined by 25-year veteran reporter covering pop culture, video games, and technology for the Washington Times, Joseph Zadkowski. Hardy har har. <laughs> so funny. We're going to jump in real quick because we got a lot to talk about, including two on-location Halloween Fright Night style events. Yes. One that you attended solo yes. or with, well, with your kid. One that you attended with me. Yes. And then we've got three films, which we're going to do quickly. I screened Crazy Rich Asians. You've done Ocean's 8, and you also did Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I'm going to go first to get it out of the way. Crazy Rich Asians has made about 200 mil at the box office. <laughs> uh, I'll, I will say is it follows a very formulaic uh, rom-com. Uh, boy meets girl. Boy introduces girl to family. Trouble ensues. People aren't very nice. They sort of split apart. And it takes, uh, you know, some level of degree to get them back together. And he proposes in a, you know, a, a stereotypical way. Um, add in uh, Chinese culture and sort of the family dynamic around things where the parents have to be accepting of the individual who is not rich and who does not really have a, a bloodline to speak of that is um, terribly popular. And there, there's your movie in a nutshell. Um, shot beautifully uh, great uh lo- you know great location uh, standout uh, uh sort of cast member i would say is the youtube star aquafina who's got a lot of never heard of her a lot of lines thankfully written for her that she plays beautifully she has a brother who is single who is a serious creeper who likes to instagram photos and constantly is telling the lead how much he loves her and you know it is what it is so of the typical rom-com movies, this doesn't really break that big of a mold other than the fact that all the characters are Asian. What is a little jarring is that there's some of the cast members have a British accent because they grew up in London or went to boarding schools in London. The lead actress has an American accent, but the family has more of a speaking English, but as a second language accent. So I felt a little thrown there. There were definitely Asian members in the audience who got some of the jokes that you wouldn't normally get um, if you weren't and didn't really understand the culture or the cultural significance of some of the things that were going on. But it was a movie you could still follow. It didn't break the mold anywhere, so it's like a B, B- for me. Uh, I mean, certainly it was a good movie. It just... So a fun thing to do on a rainy Sunday. Exactly. It just didn't do anything new that the mold and the and the templated formula of a rom-com would do. So that's the That's very thing. succinct. Thanks, man. Good. I feel like I've practiced that one. Yeah. So what do you got? You got uh, Ocean's 8 with Sandra Bullock, Clay, wow. Kate Blanchett. Wow, it's like Blanchett. you've seen the movie. 
Uh, well, I yeah. I it's mean, an all female, essentially all female cast. Is um, Michael Stuhlbarg in it? And Michael Stuhlbarg is not in it, <sighs> but he is in the Looming Tower as Richard Clark, and he's really good. Okay. Um. Anyway, Sandra plays Debbie Ocean. So let me ask you a question: Is this movie follow the same formula as Eleven, Twelve, and Thirteen? Uh, if you mean they a heist movie, organize a heist, they, they execute, execute the heist. There's some and there's sort always of, some clever twist. Yeah, there's that some plays sort of sleight out. of hand. Yeah, and then they end up rich, and then they walk yes. off into the sunset. Same there thing. There you go. You got the movie. So was there a need for this? Uh no. Was there other need- than the fact that it's fun to watch these women on screen work together? Yeah, like, that, but I'm saying, th- no, it was unnecessary. Set that aside. Did they need to have a? a it's, it's not a prequel, right? It's no. Does, it's, 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 it follows in line. So it goes eleven, twelve, thirteen, eight. Because supposedly. Debbie Ocean is the sister of Danny Ocean, and Danny's supposedly dead. Mm-hmm. But they've had three movies, right? And now they've added a fourth. That's correct. And, th- and this is not like a Ghostbusters female reboot in the sense no. that, that it, they're they're starting from scratch. This no, is a continuation. This is a continuation. So, do you feel like that helped it? Yeah, yeah. If Even they, though it, I have no background in the previous three, so you've never seen them. No. Okay. No. All right. I found it to be enjoyable. I didn't think it was... There were very few risks in this movie. There were no risks. There were no major surprises in this movie. Other than the fact that every time you'd see a new cast member, you go, oh, wow, I can't believe she's in this. Who Who is the like, villain? You know who ends up being the villain is uh, the guy on the late night show, James Gordon. James Corden? Corden, mm-hmm. yeah. And he plays a real moron, and he was really unnecessary. He's like an insurance inspector. They're, they're stealing something from the Metropolitan Museum of Art's yearly gala. Mm-hmm. That's the premise. Mm-hmm. And if they get away with it, they're going to be super rich. And it involves actress Anne Hathaway playing an actress mm-hmm. in the movie. Um, and Mindy Kaling. Mindy Kaling and Sarah, Sarah Paulson. Paulson mm-hmm. Who, much like <laughs> Michael Stuhlbarg, is impairing in everything now. When do they have the same agent? I don't know. And Helena Bonham Carter. Which is rare to see her, her outside out of, of, a, that's correct. out of a Tim Burton film. That's correct. So it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, the costuming's beautiful. Uh, the way they shoot the Met Gala is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't need to be a 4K movie. Okay. Because it, w- it just was it 4K. Yeah. Oh. I saw it in 4K. Mm. And um, the 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 thing I'd mentioned in my review was the fact that these women look great, and they look great in 4K. Normally, when you see actresses or our actors in their like fifties, uh, they start really looking a little craggly around the edges and in four K because you can pick up every yeah, but blemish I mean, and I mean, every and I didn't see heavy makeup. But here's the thing: I think of those actresses, many of them have aged much better than their male counterparts. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Well, it pays off. Yeah, because you mean, can't see anything, I mean, with the exception of Clooney, who looks like he's still right. in his thirties. Right. Brad Pitt's definitely aged, you know, and he's yeah. the and he's the other right. main character. That's right. Um, Isn't Matt Damon a character in that too? Matt Damon, Don Cheadle. So anyway, I liked it. I'll give it a B, a solid B. Uh, definitely something to rent and watch. Mm-hmm. Now, date night movie. <sighs> yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, another movie that didn't need to be made: Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Uh, 
you know, Chris Pratt's probably the luckiest man alive at this point with the amount of stuff he gets to do. And this film follows that same tired formula. Can man coexist with the dinosaur? And now we've got dinosaurs invading Northern California and living underneath John Lockwood's partner's mansion. <laughs> so I know this movie was panned when it came out. Did you watch this? Did you ever see it? No, my kids did, and they loved it. Really? Right, because it's dinosaurs. dinosaurs. But my understanding is, is even though it received really negative press, it still made the most money. 1.3 billion. Billion. It's the most, I think, of any of those films. Right. Of of any of the Jurassic World movies, it's the highest grossing one. So guess what? They're going to make another one. They're going to make another one. Of course one. they're going to make another one. Right. They're not going to listen to me. Um, I didn't despise the movie. I just, I wish they had spent more time showing dinosaurs and less time dealing with the human drama of it. Mm -hmm. This guy was supposedly the director trying to create a monster movie, like an in the house monster movie with dinosaurs. And, you know, okay, that's interesting, but I, I'm much more interested in seeing like a Allosaurus walking around and what it does and all that kind of stuff. So, they create a new dinosaur called the Indoraptor, which is not to be confused with the dinosaur, the Indominus Rex they created in the previous movie, another hybrid. Um, does it look great in 4K? Of course it looks great in 4K because you get to look at all these cool dinosaurs. So is the, does the island blow up in the end? Oh, it blows up at the beginning. Mm. It's a volcanic eruption. They're trying to get the dinosaurs off the volcano, uh, off Isla, whatever it's called. And what happens is they 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 convince uh, Claire, the park operations manager, formerly, and Owen Grady, Chris Pratt, and Bryce Chris, Dallas Howard Chris to come Pratt, back. Chris Pratt, you mean? Pratt. Did I say crap? Mm -hmm. Chris Pratt could eat no fat um, to get the dinosaurs off the island. And, of course, things go horribly wrong. Of course. Uh Anyway, I can't complain. I, I really can't criticize because the film made one point three billion dollars. You know, if you want to get something right, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna shut this franchise down once and for all. I have I have the solution. If things go awry, Trank guns. Done. They tried that. That's not strong enough. No, not for stop the Indoraptor. Just give them food that's laced with uh, sleeping pills. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a hunter. There's always a hunter in these movies. And Jeff Goldblum's in this one. And Jeff Goldblum shows up for, for a few minutes to talk about nothing. Hey, man, after Ragnarok, he's just, yeah, he, he, he's he, just he, hanging he out. He wants. He's hanging out. He's having a good time. Um, the extras, there's like 12 short segment featurettes. They're all right. Uh, the best part of these features is there's also like a 12 minute long worth of vignettes about Mr. Pratt interviewing some of the creative people on the set. Mm. It's kind of funny because Chris Pratt is funny. Mm -hmm. That's where he really is interesting to me. Um, so anyway, eh, B minus, maybe a C plus. Sounds about right. But you know, once again, who cares what I think? The movie made $1.3 billion. So. Yeah. Well. And I, you know, didn't hate watching it. It's dinosaurs. Kids want to go and see it's it. Dinosaurs. Yeah. You parents dinosaurs. Parents might have hated it. Kids are probably just in love with it. So there we are. All right. Break so, time. So we're going to take a break. Then we're going to come back. And then we're going to sort of 
cut into these different interviews that we've uh, yes. conducted and then wrap it up. Okay. Communities Digital News, built by the writers and editors that deliver the news 24 hours a day. Visit comdiginews.com. That's C-O-M-M-D-I-G-I news.com. And support the next evolution in news. What were you doing last night at 1030? Uh, getting ready to leave a theme park. <laughs> Listening to loud drums. Yeah, which were... You you heard my criticism. My <laughs> criticism was you can't play the drums and then have a backing track with the drums and other like sounds to go along with it. If you're going to play like Blue Man Group and you're going to bounce right. around on PVC and trash bins, play it. Play it. No, there's no backing track needed there. It was fun. It's fine. So we were at King's Dominion's annual Halloween haunt. And... um it's got roughly this year how many mazes? It's seven mazes, and then there were five scare zones. Sc- scare zones, and like three shows type shows. Yeah, three three type shows, and then you know just a random sort of sp- sprinkling of characters roaming around the park, even not in the scare zones. Right. So the scare zones are. Of all different varieties, there was one when you first came in that it was sort of this guy kind of skating around behind you or people jumping out at you. Didn't really necessarily have a theme. That's all the scare zones. Yeah, but this one didn't really They're, have a theme. Well, kind of. It was like ghouls. They were they were cemetery headstones. Right. So that was kind of the theme. The, the one I didn't stomach very well was going through the strobe that was a vampire haunt yeah i believe and strobes i don't think do it for me they make it me... was it's covered and you kind of got to walk into it and then you're hit with it yeah it looks great yeah but it's it's a lot there's a yeah. lot of stro- i mean if you if you're working in there you have got a massive headache by the end there's a clown midway which i thought was really nicely yeah. done yep. that's very cool they do that one every year they had a steampunk one mm-hmm. which was we caught right toward the end. Luckily, I saw it. It was really nice. Um, they had a giant creature in there walking around. It was very, very easy and smooth to glide yeah. in, and, in and out and sort of come behind people and scare them. There was one that was right in front of. It was called the yard. It was right in front of the lockdown area, and it was a little. It was a little thin for me. There wasn't much going well, on. There were like there were a couple of towers. There, there were a couple of towers and a couple of zombie guards, and they were just kind of banging on things. Yeah, but nothing really. Right. But it was it was almost like the pre-show for lockdown mm-hmm. before you got into right. the other one, which right. was a a prison zombie riot of mm-hmm. some type, which wasn't bad either. But they used to have an homage to Area Fifty One there that was much cooler. Yeah, I would say the lockdown was probably my least favorite. What was your favorite? Well, that was tied with blackout because I don't really like going into places where you can't see anything. Blackout's pretty great. That was probably the only time my heart started going a little bit. The first minute. Mine was more just trying not to fall. And I made you go first. Yeah, thanks. Always appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate that. Just in case... Uh, but then you could see some light, yeah, and it wasn't that bad. I, I couldn't... So was it that you could see light or that your eyes adjusted? Adjusted. Probably your eyes adjusted, yeah. right? So I think the biggest bang was for when you first went into it. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. I love the schoolhouse. The zombie high? The zombie high. That was a lot of fun. 
It was yes. really well dressed. And it was really warm. It was and hot. Moist. It was hot in there. And uh, next door to that is a bayou, which was which was very much like the um, unnecessary surgery Louisiana swamp swamp voodoo st- voodoo like very very Cajun Cajun very Cajun and hot like and in, hot like in, Cajun like in Louisiana. And I cut you off. You tell I know you like the zombie high one. There's a bus in the front. With blood all over the windows, yeah, it's yeah. lit red. Um, you just kind of go room to room. You had pointed something out. We ended up doing it twice. You yeah. had pointed out that there were jock straps hanging from the ceiling. Yes. I didn't notice that. I had pointed out that there was a shop class with tools out yeah, everywhere, and they were that. all bloodied. That was cool. You go into the receptionist area. There's like an old keyboard that's covered in blood. School nurse. The school nurse is one of the characters that sort of messes with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's there's a dance that you go into, and, yeah, prom dance, and, and one of them jumps out at you. A lot yeah. of them hide behind the lockers and, and yeah. do a pretty good job. That was of pretty great jumping out at people, but it is hot. It was hot in there. You could definitely tell these people were they dying. Were, they were they were earning their money, right? Um, so uh, trick or treat, which is more of a, a Victorian house with um, witches, goblins, and uh, I didn't see any pumpkin heads, but Mm-mm. I did see a couple of dolls up in an attic. There was one guy in that one whose head was upside down. Oh, I didn't see that. Like his, yeah, his head was flipped in the other way, which was a little weird. There's um, a cor- corn stalkers, yep. is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Which is one of my favorites. I think it's one of the longest mazes there. And you literally walk through a maze of corn, and there's guys dressed like the corn demons that pop out, which is very cool. Their new one, did I hit all these yet? The new one is Condemned. Is that right? Yep. Condemned is a couple couple getting married or have been married or something, and they walk into another Victorian mansion, and things are not going well. Right. And there's a lot of, um, isn't that the one with a bed? Well, you, so what's interesting about that one is they give you flashlights because it's pretty poorly yes. lit. Yes. Yeah. And, and so that's a very cool concept. And there, and there are people hiding in very dark places. So you're really right. kind of having to move your flashlight around yep. or they will jump out at you. Yeah. Now, of all of these things, they're very clear to point out. They will scream at you, some of them. Yeah. Don't touch the performers. They right. won't touch you. Right. But if you touch them, you're going to get thrown out. Right. Um, so don't do that. So don't do that. If you're gonna go, get a fast pass because the fright line pass because the, the the fast pass fright pass because the lines are long and they're gonna get terrible and they're, they're going to worse. be long, long, long. So get that. Get your parking. Get your get your fright, fright lane. Pa- your fright lane. Get it done. The park is open. Most of the rides are open. Mm-hmm. So if you can get through all the mazes, you got enough time to do some roller coastering yep. too, which yep. is good. And there's some games that are open too, although yeah. you, you're definitely in the scare zones. So you might be playing a game and someone might sneak up behind you and mess with you a That's little bit. That's true. So, um, And I took a few minutes and interviewed Maggie, who is the PR manager uh, for the park, and she offered us some insight on what she likes about the the fright the haunt as well as uh how they set this haunt up which is kind of cool i am here with maggie sellers the pr wizard at king's dominion and i have a background country and western band for some apparent reason so maggie tell us a little bit about 
what year this is with King's Dominion for the Halloween Haunt mm -hmm. and what's great and what's new. Yeah, so we're really excited about this. This is the 18th season, so every year we get bigger and better and scarier. Um, so this year we're really excited to introduce a new maze. It's called Condemned. And basically the theme is a wedding party at a hotel that mysteriously disappeared. And so you and the, all these paranormal investigators are given a flashlight. It's pitch dark in there and you're you're adventuring you're through. Yeah. So all you, the only light in that entire maze is a flashlight and it's in your hands so you see what you want to see. Every person standing in that line is given a flashlight Each to go group, through the maze. Yeah. Each group. Yeah. That's different. Yeah, it's very right. different. It's the first year that we've done that, and so we're really excited to see how that goes. And our maze designers have really worked to make sure that every detail that should pop with a flashlight definitely does. And it just it's a lot of eye-catching moments that you want to look, but don't look sure. too closely because then a monster will get you. Cool. <laughs> so you got to be careful. Um, and then we also have a new scare zone. It's called the Yard, and so that plays off of our uh, prison-themed maze uh, in Safari Village called Lockdown. So. In the yard, uh, these guards, these haunted guards, are, are roaming the yard and keeping an eye on the prisoners around. So okay. you got to watch out Very for them, cool. too. So they're hiding and lurking in all kinds of sure. places. And then we're bringing back uh, Blood Drums, which has been here in the park before, um, but it's back, and we're really excited about it. It's a high-energy percussion show, so you definitely want to get out there, get your heartbeat going, and they do some crazy stuff. Does it wander around the park, or is it one spot? So that it takes place on our international street grand bandstand got it um so that'll go on throughout the night in one place so you can go and catch out their set and everything that's great mm -hmm. um can you check the a little bit through the the pre-production of a night like this like how many actors scare actors are on hand and what kind of makeup is going on and how long it takes to do this stuff before you you're live yeah, so we have over 400 monsters that roam the park in the in the mazes and the scare zones. Any any monster you see, there's 400 of them just roaming around, ready to scare you. We have about 15 makeup designers, and each designer goes through and does all 400 from about three or four o'clock in the afternoon until seven when they are cast out into the park. And so each monster gets about 15 minutes, but that 15 minutes is enough time for our makeup designers to just completely take them to the next level. I mean, they do all kinds of things. It's not just your average air spray. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's, there's prosthetics, there's masks, there's all kinds of things. And they just, each year and every weekend even, the, the designs get even crazier. So you get to see them all. That's what's a real bummer is when it's nighttime, you can't appreciate the work that these makeup yeah. artists do sometimes. It is amazing to just watch the transformation. So we definitely want to share that with people, especially on our social media. So definitely check that out because we'll do time lapses and share just oh, the whole neat. process. Right. Um, because it's a really cool thing to watch them go from just a regular human being to oh, this yeah. terrifying monster. Um, what scares you? Oh, I When I first started, haunt everything about haunt scared me. I'm terrified of snakes. So okay. I... I don't do so anything. you're out of the bayou? <laughs> yeah, in the bayou and our corn stalkers made. Yep. You can't get me to go in that. Okay. Um, but a lot of the monsters are just, I more appreciate their uh, their passion, really. Sure. You, sure. You, I've grown to, to kind of, I've gotten used to it, I guess. They're, they're my friends now. I like to buddy up with them, so they don't scare me as much. But I love watching them get everybody else. How aggressive could these monsters be? Our monsters are really good, so, you know, we, we do offer something called a Nobu, so if you are here during the night and you just want to come and enjoy the rides, um, if you're wearing this light-up necklace, they will, it reduces your risk of being scared. Okay. Um, they'll be They'll be more aware of that. Um, however, 
you got to watch out. These monsters take their jobs very seriously. <laughs> okay. So if you come here, expect to get scared. You won't yes. get grabbed or poked, will you? No, we don't. We don't touch. Okay. Um, so you, you won't get grabbed or anything like that. Um, but once seven o'clock hits, everybody in the park's fair game. <laughs> cool. Thanks for your time. Yeah. I really appreciate it, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to being terrified. Yes, it's going to be a good night. Thanks. <laughs> All right, so thanks to Maggie Sellers for that and to King's Dominion for having us. That was a lot of fun. They had it nice and they even had food what's, for us. What's the price? Um, so like 79 bucks on yeah. a Friday or Sunday, you're, you're all set. Yeah. Parking, admission, freight lane, and a single meal. Yeah. So each person, it's going to cost about 80 bucks. And the, they had a little bit of food for us there. Yeah. It was really tasty. Hats off to the, the chef. chef. We didn't get her name. We did talk to her for a while. It was really but she, cool. She uh, obviously knows what she's doing. That was great food. So, so again, thanks to King's Dominion for that. It was a lot of fun. Now, you also uh, traveled last <sighs> weekend to Lancaster, Esther, Pennsylvania. For the Field of Screams Pennsylvania annual. Where they do touch you. And they get right in your face. It's a totally different experience. Mm-hmm. It is is um, you'll hear in the interview with Jim uh, Schaff, the uh, co-owner uh, of Vix. But I just want to bring up that they got about three hundred creatures walking around. Really nice makeup, just as Kings Dominion does. I think Kings Dominion has four hundred that she had said. Um, but they were very grabby this year. That you know, if you get on the hayride and you get into this pig slaughterhouse uh they're in your face like really in your face they will jump on the cart on the tractor uh cart area and just dive into you there was one just snout to nose with with one of the visitors there so it was really and do not show fear the moment you show fear they swarm so don't do that unless you really want to enjoy getting a bunch of sweaty ghouls jumping all over you um it's a great time. They've got two haunted houses there. They got two haunted houses there. Uh, one's in an actual like 200-year-old barn, 160-year-old barn. Uh, one's an asylum. One's more of a den of darkness. Uh, they have the haunted hayride, and they have the um, nocturnal wasteland, which is like three-quarters of a mile. It's a walk. It's a trail. So here's what's great about it. It's like four events. It's 35 bucks to get through all four, and it's if you add 10 bucks, you can skip the lines. No. So for 45 bucks per person, uh, you really will have a good time, I promise. Cool. And, and here's Jim to tell you a little bit more why. Hi, I am here with Jim Schof, Field of Screams, Pennsylvania. What year are we on? This is year 26 for Field of Screams. Yes. Wow. So we've been doing, uh, we've been in this game for a long time, and we've not lost our passion to scare people. We are full bore, and we're loving it. So I always ask this every year, what's new? <laughs> what's new? Well, you got to come and find out. Okay. Give but, me a no. taste. Okay. I'll give you a, I'll give you a little sample of what, you know, so our year never ends this is our full-time jobs us and all our employees so it's you know we don't we don't have day jobs this is this is our day job you know this is what we do so um we continually just make changes all year there's uh there's new elements to all four of our attractions um you know there's there's new rooms there's new parlor room um so a, a crowd favorite i've been hearing about is the 
nocturnal uh, wasteland, the swamp uh -huh. that we put in, yeah. uh, the laser swamp. So that's uh, that, that's 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 gotten rave reviews so far. Um, another huge thing that we've added this year, totally different than anything we've ever done, are the escape rooms. Okay. The escape games. What's um, that about? So you know. The, the, these hour-long escape rooms have been popping up and have been popular where you go in with a group and spend an hour trying to escape the room. Um, and we've been kind of thinking about this, and it's a neat concept, and thought, you know, we should add an element like that to Field Screams that people could do while they're, uh, you know, in between the attractions. They, they get done with one attraction and they need to uh, depress a little bit or, or just kind of wind down and, um, you know, relax from, from uh, getting, getting scared to death. So we put in escape rooms, but they're five-minute versions. So they're made for small groups, groups of two to six. And it's uh, one room you enter, and there are clues, puzzles to solve, and they're really well done. It's, it's, uh, it's really cool. You have five minutes to escape, and if you escape in five minutes, you succeed, and if you don't, you know, you just, you, you lose. And you, you have can't to try leave. Again. Yeah, you can't leave. You, you get your head chopped off, you die. Uh, there's three different rooms, there's the three unique themes. One's lockdown, one is captured, and one's the heist. Okay. So there's a different uh, motive in each room um, based on the theme of that room. So they're cool. And I've never asked this before. You guys have to set this up, I guess, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays when it gets deeper into Halloween time. How many makeup artists do you have and how many scare actors and what's that process a little bit like before yeah. you guys are prepping? Um, yeah, that, that's that's a that's a really, a, the, the effects department, they meet all year and work on our looks and work on their skills. Um, and that's a, you know, all in there are about 40 of them that, uh, that make up that team. Uh, from costuming to uh, masks to makeup artists. Um, and the scare actors, well, we hold a picnic every year at the end of August um, for any new uh, recruits or veteran actors. And we ha always have over 300 show up to that wow. um, picnic. So the, the pool is a, almost about 350 actors that we draw from. Any given night, there's uh, you know 150 to 200 staff members here that put on the production. Wow. Um, and and it's, a, it's really a month process from August till opening day, um, you know, where we meet, we have our picnic, we have a scare school that everyone is, attends, we do actor training, uh, we train in specific rooms, how to scare, how to retreat, uh, skit lines, costume care, how to handle emergency situations, uh, disorderly customers, um, wow. medical emergency, you know, all these yeah. things. Uh, so it's there's a lot that goes into it to, to be an actor, um, to learn how to scare properly and, and how to handle uh, handle any kind of a situation. I mean, there's all kinds of situations that sure, that, that, of that, that come up. So, What's the prep time when you guys open in the evening? Uh, what time do the actors show up? What times the, the makeup get put on? Um, so we start about four hours ahead of uh, showtime wow. is, is when things start to roll. Yeah. Um, we've gotten pretty good and pretty efficient. Everyone has a certain role um, as far as opening. So, you know, we could we could do it in two hours if we really needed to. Yeah. But um, to do it comfortably and, 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 and to the best of our abilities, four hours is a good time. You know, so tonight um, we opened at 6 o'clock. You know, at 2 o'clock, you know, things were starting to churn yep. and uh, yep. we were starting to get ready. By 3 o'clock, we're, you know, by three hours out of showtime, 
we are we're rolling um, pretty good. And by four o'clock, you know, two hours away from showtime, it's it's all, you know full bore, full, full bore, and and uh, full steam. Yeah. So last question is, could you just remind listeners what they're coming to? What are the four attractions in a nutshell? So Field of Screams, we are set up on a farm in Lancaster, PA, and it's a permanent location, meaning that we never tear down any of the attractions and set them up. We're not open permanently year-round, but it's a permanent, uh, permanently installed attraction. So you're coming to an open area, a farm in Lancaster County. Um, we get a lot of comments about our entertainment area. Um, there's a full, you know, no rise, but a full midway of food and entertainment and games and a band and a stage and um, you know, scream shop, novelty shop, the escape rooms, um, and then there's four haunted attractions. So if you purchase a scream pass, which most people purchase the, the full event scream pass, uh, we have four attractions. We have the haunted hayride. We have the den of darkness, which is a haunted house. It's in one of our barns, so it's like a haunted mansion style. Uh, then we have the Frightmare Asylum, which is in another one of our barns, and that's like the medical theme, doctors, nurses. Uh, and then we have the Nocturnal Wasteland, which is a uh, wooded, you walk, uh, trail, wicked woods. How long of a trail uh, is that, do you think? Well, the, the mile, walk is probably uh, probably about three quarters of a mile. And the... Uh, and those barns, how old are they? <laughs> the barn, the Den of Darkness is about a... Uh, that was built in the 1840s, I believe. So it's... Uh, What's that? 160 wow. years old. It's uh, that's the best part. You for know, me. it is unique. It's it's unique because the, uh, the the barn is not it's not a pole barn. It's not in the in the mall in a in a vacant store that went out of business. You know, it's 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 a unique barn. So it's up and down stairs. It has neat little nooks and crannies that you just can't you can't replicate. You know, right. you, you can't find that in a, in a haunt that pops up seasonally. It's so. Yeah. Um, so when you're coming to Field Screams, you're, you're coming you're coming for a night of entertainment, um, and there's four the four unique attractions. What scares you? <laughs> well, that's a common question I get, yeah. and what really scares me is when it rains on Saturday in October because that just uh, <laughs> puts a damper on my mood. But so it's been a rainy um, season, hasn't it? It's been a rainy season, but you know the the season's just started, so hopefully the thing uh, the weather turns around and, and we're you know we're always on a positive outlook for that, but. Um, you know, things that actually scare me. Actually, I don't like snakes, to be honest with you. Um, dogs, I don't really like, like okay. big, big, mean dogs. And, uh, um, and, uh, and a good old-fashioned startle scare, you know, that, that gets anybody. So. How about people asking you to take their photo all the time? Does that scare you? That would scare me. That <laughs> just annoys me. <laughs> it's like I'm the uh, concierge here or something. But, you know, I try, try to please, uh, please them all, please all the customers. So that's... That's, uh, that's my goal. <laughs> Thanks for your time, and I hope you have a really good season. Those guys are so interesting. I mean, the amount of effort that they put into the makeup and the people who do it. I mean, looking at the makeup at King's Dominion up close was really impressively done. These guys were hot. They were sweaty, yeah. but the makeup wasn't running. We ran into a guy on the way out who, who uh, did the perfect—I mean, I think it was Wizard of Oz— 
uh, monkey. Yeah, it was like it was a, a Planet it, of the Apes face. Planet of the Apes like slash flying monkey. So it was a flying monkey from Wizard of Oz. And we're gonna post a photo of that online because right. that was that was gorgeous. That was, I mean, gorgeous. It, it was it was right as we left. So of course there's trash cans right there and everything, yeah. but it's just so good. Yeah. I mean, it's a great costume. So King's Dominion, we covered about what four miles. Start to finish. Oh, I think we were better than that. Maybe, maybe I know. I know you, we were tracking it. It was like twelve thousand steps. So for um, feel the screams. I was definitely over eight thousand steps. So it was more like three and a half miles. Mm-hmm. And here we are, uh, four point five miles. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. I mean, and some of that is just you know wanting to roam around. And we did a couple of the of the uh, the attractions twice. Yeah. Um, we, but, I don't know how. One of them actually there was no line for like. Five minutes. Oh, this, this, so we were able to get in there. The, the zombie the, high. The zombie high one. There was nobody there. I thought so that was you the, never know. Oh, it was so good. So next week we're gonna go to yet another one of these things. Six Flags. We'll be at Six Fright Flags Fest. America Fright Fest. Um, I think we're gonna get some behind the scenes stuff too this time. We're gonna see how they make one of these mazes, but we'll find out. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Very Halloweeny. We're well, very Halloweeny this year. Well, we, you know what? Honestly, we kind of lead up to that every year. Yeah. Because there's a lot of horror and stuff that comes out. Um, and I did get the Universal Monsters movie set, so I need to talk about that. That's like 30 films. All Frankenstein, all Mummy, all Dracula. How, fu- how many have you done? None. None. <laughs> but, Creature of the Black Lagoon. But you, are, but you are finally getting into one of my beloved shows. Which is seasons See, ten and eleven of, of, of the X Files, yeah. And you know what? I like it. Yeah, it's very fun. Yeah, it's I'm not going to go back and watch the first nine seasons. No, but I mean once you hit like season six, it's time it's to not, stop. Yeah, because it doesn't really get much better from there. But I'm happy. Yeah, that's good. Better, so that's a packed show. Better Call Saul still good. Walking Dead comes back with Don't Care. Andrew Lincoln's final six episodes. Yep. Don't care about that that much either. Um. We'll we'll have some video. We'll have some photos. We're gonna post those on zadzukeshappyhour.com, along with uh, links to Joe's story. We'll have the link to the podcast as always. Check us out there. Follow us on Facebook. Yep. Do all the normal things that most people do. And, and we'll see if we can secure an interview with Brett Kavanaugh next week. He's doing lots of interviews. So I you noticed. Never, what the heck? I mean, you never know. Hey, man. I'm not going to make you say anything about this. Goodbye. Yeah. You know, do you want to come to Six Flags with us and you can talk about it afterwards? That's cool. Because clearly you've got nothing else on your plate. (laughs) See ya. See ya. Up to 70% off. That's right. At Court Furniture Clearance Center. Get up to 70% off new retail prices and choose from a wide variety of previously leased furniture and decor for your home or office. Sofas from $199.99. Bedroom sets from $399.99. Dining sets from $299.99 and more. All items are court certified, guaranteed, and in stock, ready for delivery or to take home today. Make the smart choice and visit one of our five locations in the DMV or go online at courtclearancefurniture.com. Mention Radio 20 and get 20% off.